0: Introduction. When I got into my mid-fifties, I began to ponder how my life had gone and if it was all but over. The children were living home and a significant part of education financing was coming to the tail end. Three questions occupied my mind. What was I going to live for in the next 30 years? What will I have contributed? And what will my life count for? I concluded that the 50-plus phase of my life could potentially be the most impactful. With this in mind, my wife and I designed and conducted a study on how to prepare for a purposeful finish to life. As the study progressed, the participants began to feel that there still remained a future filled with purpose. Of course, there were regrets of failures in their 30s and 40s, but we could only work with what we had built, both the successes and the failures. The realization was that we could have invested more in marriage, we could have parented differently, made wiser financial decisions, and responded more intentionally to the urgency and pressures of the middle-aged season. From our engagement, a deep sense of God's call to take our lessons to people in their 30s and 40s emerged. Our lessons could significantly inspire them to enter their 50s stronger and wiser than we had. And why is this important? Because most of the pain and regret we experience in the 50-plus era was cultivated in our 30s and 40s. Consider King David's poor parenting, adultery and murder in his 30s and 40s. His last 20 years until his death at 70 were his most difficult and painful. What does this mean at this stage in your lives? You must always bear in mind that the decision-making windows are progressively closing on you. The resulting consequences will soon follow you. Solomon, regrettably, found himself in days of trouble when he found no pleasure in life. That is not what God intended for us. Now is the time to make the commitments that will impact your life with purpose when you are in your 50 plus. Zendua is the framework we developed to help you understand and navigate the different stages of life. On my way home from a trip to Bangkok, I met the captain of a Boeing 787 Dreamliner. He invited me into the cockpit I learned that they can take off in the dark with other planes landing and taking off because they are dependent on the control tower. Despite having a flight plan, their faith is in the traffic controller who tells them exactly when to take off. I noticed the interdependence between the captain and the fast officer. That was not the time to resolve any disagreements. For us, our dependence is the faith we have in God Who knows and sees everything? My Bangkok flight provided a parallel to our dependence on the word of God in our lives. Before takeoff, everything had to be confirmed from a pre-flight checklist. Then it was all systems go and the flight deck was on full alert. Soon, the engines wind to full throttle and propelled the aircraft off the runway into the sky towards its cruising altitude. The fuel burn rate was at its highest. Does this feel like your life? It's all systems go. Everything needs your attention. Work, investments, spouse, children, friends, parents and your community to boot. The intensity and the effort you need to take off is enormous. When we got to 40,000 feet, the outer pilot was engaged and engines throttled down. At this stage of the flight, the engines burn less fuel, increasing efficiency for more mileage. The captain relaxed and unbuckled his seatbelt. He took out his phone and we began looking at photos. It had taken a lot of effort and concentration to get us up there. This analogy gave me a framework to help us understand our life's flight path. In the study, you will evaluate the first 30 years of your life and whether you are well prepared for the major areas of life. If there are deficiencies, what is the remedial plan? What do you do in the takeoff period? when there are glaring obligations to meet and dreams to be realized. The focus at this stage heavily leans on building wealth, mostly at the expense of other important areas of life. Let's look at Lot's experience in the Bible. Abraham asked Lot to choose any part of the land. He took the green, well watered land situated just outside Sodom. Let me stay away from the sinful environment, Lot said to himself. In a livestock economy, this was a no-brainer. Prosperity was the bottom line. The next we hear of him, he is inside Sodom as an elder in the community. But Lot had an opportunity to reevaluate his decision to raise his family in Sodom when the city was raided and he was captured. Though Abraham rescued him, Lot ultimately chose to go back to Sodom, back to business as usual. What is fascinating about Lot's experience is that he did not sin his way to a lost life. It is in his pursuit of prosperity that he enters a road of no return. Eventually, Lot lost everything. The two tribes that came out of his children, the Moabites and Ammonites, became the enemies of the people of God. This is a stark reminder that the seeds we plant in our lives can create generations that are against the purposes of God. With this awareness, this is the time to orient your life in the right direction. How do you do this? By emulating Abraham in his willingness to hang on to God's promise, he persisted and finally achieved God's purpose for his life. While there are a lot of expectations on you at this stage, it also presents a great opportunity to draw close to Jesus, to intentionally grow into God's purpose for your life. What does the road of no return look like? It could be a regular 60 plus hour work week meaning you have little time left for your relationship with your spouse and children. You are driven by urgency in the moment and laden with stress. You are so tired that meaningful time with God is impossible. This is a sure way to quickly disconnect with God's purpose for your life. Three key questions at this stage of life are Do I have a heart for God? Are demands and pressures dampening my passion for God? And am I willing to pay the price of following God's heart? It takes faith to make difficult decisions about work, relationships with family, dealings with the opposite sex, etc. The issue here is whether you are pursuing wealth and success at the expense of other important areas of your life. It takes faith to hold back and trust that God will come through for you. As you take the risk of faith, you are fulfilling God's purpose in your generation right now. Purpose is a daily journey and not just a final destination. In this busy stage of life, it is important to remember that certain life windows continually close. The decisions made now will govern the autopilot that is the latter stage of your life. The good news is, you can start to change this today. If you invest in your spiritual life, you will feel nourished. If you invest in ministering to people, you have opportunities to grow. If investing in your relationships with your spouse, children and friends, you will find nurture for the rest of your life. Wrong investment, on the other hand, leads to a downward spiral. The decisions you make now will create the environment where you either thrive or live in regret. For example, what chance is there that children you neglected when they were growing up will feel close to you when you are 50 plus? That's asking for the impossible. A miracle happens when God suspends natural laws and does something unexpected. You will be unable to perform that miracle you wish for. Therefore, does it not make sense to invest in time with your children now? The reality is the outcomes of your faith will vary. Hebrews 11 verse one reminds us that faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Some of the ancients conquered kingdoms, administered justice and shut the mouths of lions. No doubt, this is a picture you would love to have of yourself. However, there are others who walked by faith and made the right decisions, but they were not successful by our standards. They were jeered, flogged, chained, imprisoned, and some were sawn in two. However, they were all commended for their faith despite the different outcome. The bottom line is you want to be commended for your faith. You want to walk in God's path. The choice not to try is to guarantee a lost life. Someone once said, There is a path we tread, we leave the rest in the hands of God.